and we're comfortable given the volume of the event that people will be able to get where they need to go. F1 officials tried their best to reassure commissioners that they have everything under control. I can assure you that we have had many of those conversations. But commissioners say time will tell if that will ring true. I'm going to ride the bus on Thursday and you all better be riding the bus with me because I'm going to ask some hard questions and we're going to do it for several hours. It's Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is Thursday, November 9th. You're listening to episode 9. It's Vegas, y'all. And as much as we try to avoid the F1, the intro this week was from Fox 5 News, I believe, where they were talking about transportation issues with workers on the strip during F1. They might be fixing to have a bigger issue if they don't have any workers. Only one-third of the union agreement is worked out right now, but we'll get into that later. But uh, I'm living for not being in Vegas for my birthday and the F1 being a clusterfuck. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. As you can hear, today we have most of the panel. My esteemed co-host and now famous publicly recognized Casey, Wall Street to Vegas. Casey, how are you? Doing great, Danny. Uh, it's good to be back home. Had a great trip to Vegas. I'm looking forward to getting the, this podcast started. Signed lots of autographs. You know, that's how you start. We have Dave and Sonia with us. How are you doing, David, Sonia? We're, we're doing well. We're jealous of uh, all the luck you guys had over your past trip. Yeah. That'll be fun to talk about. I, I needed it. I needed it. I got to gamble at my normal levels. Didn't really have to touch much of my bankroll. Met some good people, had a good time, and uh, only got sick one and a half days. <laughs> Yay. And <laughs> finally, we have with us Two Cent. And I, I have in the notes just Two Cent. It's not just Two Cent. It is two just Two Cent. Need, you need your, your space. You need to I like. Do. You you don't you don't need a hog taking up your space, but welcome to Scent. How are you? I'm good. You know, I keep telling people I have to live with him. <laughs> so everyone might be sad and missing hog right now, but I'm not. <laughs> He's living her best life, I gotta say. I am. I yep. look 10 years younger. <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> it's like the stress is lifted off. We're going to see a new two cents on this episode. That's right. She sounds very zen already. She's like, welcome. Welcome. You can hear the birds coming in in the background. I'll probably add some spa music under this. No waterfall. Nice. Nice. Zen mother two cent. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, Speaking of two cent being a mother, we are dedicating episode nine to the best dog in the world, Bruno. Um, He wasn't doing well during your last trip and you made it home to spend time with him and give him, give him comfort care. And unfortunately he did pass across that rainbow bridge. Uh, I prepped my dogs and cats and my dad, who I'm convinced in my head is taking care of all of them. Uh, Bruno's coming, have the brisket ready. Show him his best afterlife. So I'm sorry that happened, but. Yeah, I had to put, him first and i had to um think about how i would be feeling living my life the way he was and yeah the most humane thing i could have done 
was to send him off to meet back up with his brother. So that's right. Mm -hmm. That is the toughest decision as having to had put down many animals. Yeah. You want to do what's best for them as selfish as we want to be. You don't want them in pain. So Bruno, we love you. This show's for you. We'll try to be funny and entertaining. Something tells me you won't care either way, but it's still dedicated. (laughs) (laughs) No. And you know what? I was just talking about this the other day with um, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and, and and the family. I learned, you know, I got the side eye from Bruno. He was king of side eye, mm. and, and I'm pretty sure I got it from him. So, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I was watching back um, the interview that I did with y'all two years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. And Bruno jumps up at one point and you and Hog are talking and he gives the side eye. And I was like, oh, it's genetic. <laughs> yes, it sure is. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, I'm not having this. Towards the end, you know, some dogs, they either need to be nurtured and next to their human 24-7 or the opposite happens. And they need to be just completely left alone. And that was Bruno. Like, I guess he was just like, I need my space. Don't you dare come over here and try to give me a kiss because I will bite your face off. And <laughs> you know what? But, you know, he's my boy. So I, I just kind of like convinced myself that he's just being like a normal little boy who doesn't want his mom all over him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was uncomfortable and it was it was time. It was time. So I have many good memories with him. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what we bring them into our lives for. I think they actually choose us. We're not going to get into that, but yeah, I, think- I won't. But he definitely chose me. It's a long story. Go. Maybe we'll talk about it some other time because I will right. start crying. That's right. <laughs> we don't want to go there. So no. again, Bruno, this one's for you. But for everyone else, we're going to go on with the show in his honor. Um, unfortunately, I have to share some additional bad news. Royal Flusher's wife, Karen, known as the Quad Mm. Queen, did pass this last week. And I appreciate everyone that contributed to the cause of trying to give her good care. Uh, But unfortunately, that stupid disease is very aggressive. And so hopefully she was able to pass in peace and some form of comfort. And our thoughts and good energy are with you, Royal Flusher, and your family at this time. Um. Another bit of bad news, and that just y'all universe, fix it, fix yeah. it. It's, it's it's not good. But Coach Mo uh, has been diagnosed. A friend of the community, wonderful person, diagnosed with currently stage three endometrial cancer. Mm. Um, it's not a good thing, but she, her spirit seems to be good. She's still posting mm. on social media. Mm. She does have a GoFundMe. The link will be in the description of the podcast if you can help. Please help her out. Uh, Mo and Ernie are wonderful people. Again, have been standard uh, pillars in the community. People know them. They have uh, love for Vegas, like all of us do, and deserve to enjoy more and more of their lives and trips to Vegas. So help out if you can. Link in the description of the podcast. Does anyone have anything to say about that before I move on? I just want to say every time I see her on social media, she's just full of positivity. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I think that is probably the best uh, 
frame of mind you have, you must put yourself in. Um, you know, our friend Andy from a good times production, you know, he fought it and he, he fought hard and, Mm -hmm. um, he remained positive. I'm not saying he didn't have, you know, his days, right. Cause we're human, but, um, positivity and just being surrounded by support and love. So I'm glad that she's just, you know, she's fighting it in her own way and she's got all of our support. Absolutely. Yep. And I mean, that's one good thing again, telling Casey, I'm like, I don't hate people. It's just like, I like my individual time. I've started following a TikToker that's an introvert. He's very much in line with me, but even more aggressively so, like how he expresses his need to not be around people because of energy. Um, But the community of people that love Vegas, that's one thing we share. And it's something that uh, I think a lot of us can find solace in and some joy in like, you could disagree on a lot of other things, but when you're in Vegas having a good time together, that's something that's like no one else will get, right? right. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. if you're a DJ, like two sentences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lend me five dollars. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you should raise it up now because of like I don't know inflation. Let yeah, me I should. <laughs> I'm All waiting right. for Hog to make that shirt too, but he needs to. It's 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 screaming to be made. Um, speaking of shirts, I just made one for myself. Y'all will probably see it on the vlog if it comes in on time because I'm going to Lake Charles for my birthday. My birthday is next Friday, November 17th. It is a 10 times tier credit multiplier at the horseshoe there. So I'm going to try to, my goal is to try to get diamond elite or diamond plus forgot which one I calculated for. Um, and making the best of it because I can't go to Vegas, but I made a shirt that's, um, a little deflammatory toward the F1. <laughs> With my gift to myself. That's all I'll say. So I'll be a happy 48 years old and uh, nearing I'm my early, late 40s and going into my 50s. And then Casey and I will be the same age soon. So there you go. <laughs> will be a great birthday trip, baby. I, man, I try to poke Casey and he's just like, here's some good energy. Come on. <laughs> Trying to be you positive. Fall for that trap. Positive energy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right. Last thing I want to say is we don't have enough Texas on our podcast all the time. So we're going to start doing as part of the introduction, a little bit of Texas. And uh, here's some news about at least near Texas from Sonia. Okay. So Rod Stewart canceled his show at Windstar World Casino last weekend due to illness. The next day he announced the last date of his residency at Caesars Palace. What do y'all think about that? I mean, how old is Rod Stewart? Do we know? I don't know. He's got to be 70 is what I'm thinking. I would say 70s. I had to guess. Yeah. I mean, performers like to perform. Like Ozzy Osbourne was saying he wants to go on tour again. As one of your fans, Ozzy, don't. (laughs) Don't do it. Just enjoy your latter years. He's 78. 78. He was born in 1945. Yeah, yeah, take a break. Take a break. <laughs> there are impersonators on Fremont Street that Sonia will think are you anyway. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, that's interesting. People are very upset on the Windstar groups that are out there. And pe- other people were like, uh, he was sick. Everyone has a sick day at work. This just happens to be his job. So we'll see. We'll see if this is the end of his residency with a... Uh, 
Caesar's Palace finishing out. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't think I can name a Rod Stewart song, Casey. No, I'm not a fan, but I hope he's not sick and I hope, you know, he's ending these so he can, you know, do a proper retirement. Uh don't sing until you pass away, I guess, you know. That's Enjoy some great. of your uh fame by resting and relaxing in tropical paradise so, so do do we know, take these guys to a piano bar or something and we do we talk about favorites. piano bars later but <laughs> oh. i used to just play that one song i guess tonight's the night <laughs> if I mean. you think i'm sexy oh there you go there you go you <laughs> i don't know what the name of that song it. is but. yeah okay i didn't know that was a rod stewart song okay yeah. well i'm sure we'll get into it later if y'all are going to mention piano bars i'm already going to have my rage drink ready <laughs> But we're not there yet, and uh, we're actually going to move along to Casey, who's going to give us a moment of celebration from our Las Vegas trip. Casey? Yes, I would like to express a shout-out to uh, two listeners of the podcast, Joel and Erica from Iowa. Uh, we were at Mandalay Bay on our most recent trip uh, playing a carousel of uh, Dragon Links, and uh, Joel and Erica were next to me, and we just started chatting about the podcast and they were like are you casey and i was like yes and they're like yeah we listen to your podcast and we watch you on youtube and it's you know great to meet you and i was i was floored uh because a that's first time i've ever been recognized in any manner uh while anywhere and b they were just so nice and so friendly and so uh you know communicable right they just wanted to talk and that's what all people in vegas want to do and that's what we like about the vegas community you just want to talk about tips and tricks and things to avoid and things to do and uh, Danny was there he came up and so was Ryan and we all ended up playing together and talking and having a great time so I just wanted to give a special shout out to Joel and Erica and thanks for making my whole trip there that was a great 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 35 minutes we got to spend with you yeah so first time recognized for the podcast Casey said he'd not been approached really for your YouTube stuff had you before Casey no I never had so he was very excited. He texted me. I was in another part of the casino and I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. And I literally sat next to Joel and was playing and had no clue for another like, oh, 30 minutes. And I finally pieced it together. I was a little sleepy. Um, what was weird too is that carousel, y'all know it at Mandalay Bay. It's mm -hmm. a circle of Dragon Links, right? Dragon oh, yeah. Link games. Mm -hmm. It was empty when we walked up to it. And I think we were the only five people playing that whole yeah, we time, were. right? Yeah. It was really weird. Wow. Was this um, at three in the morning? No, it was like <laughs> eleven, right? Yeah. It was midday, about eleven to noon. Okay. Oh, okay. Crazy. Um, but the machines all mine took the longest to get on fire, but that's where I hit the two hundred X ball on a dollar fifty bet. Um that's and that's good. where my day turned around. But it was great meeting Joel and Erica. And what I was telling Casey was um <laughs> Joel gambles like me, like he would get five balls and curse out the machine i'd be like flipping <laughs> it off but it was so much fun gambling next to people that have that sort of like gambling anger yeah. so, yes lots of fun and i did see him later when i hit my buffalo link uh hand pay at like two in the morning they had a uh, had a few drinks and we're having a good time so. <laughs> thanks joel and erica we appreciate you a lot anyone that sees us or hears us i think casey you're probably recognized for your voice and yeah. it's a podcast um, yeah, please come up and say hello. Despite popular belief, I don't hate all people, just most people. So, <laughs> all right. Speaking of our people, 
Dave and Sonia are going to talk about our Facebook topic of the week, a new segment that we're isolating away from the listener feedback because we want to not just appreciate you for you. We want to steal your thoughts and talk about them. Dave, Sonia, what do we got? Awesome. Appreciate it, Danny. So the question we posted on our Facebook page was, what is something you won't ever do in Vegas despite its apparent popularity? So we had a ton of comments from this. There was over 40 comments from it, and we narrowed it down to three different groups kind of pulling everything together. So the first one that we noticed that was pretty evident was clubs. So this includes day clubs, night clubs. We talked about it a second ago with piano bars, um, et cetera. So I will say we agree with this. We can't imagine paying a premium for a cocktail, let alone a Bud Light, right? Um, I remember reading an article too some time ago, and you guys may have come across it as well, um, talking specifically about the amount of fecal matter and bodily fluids identified in water at some of the, <laughs> you can't see two cent right now, but she just, <laughs> she just made a face. So I threw up in my mouth a little bit. So. <laughs> that was more than a face. <laughs> so yeah so i i again we agree with that and then there was something else you guys may have seen it on social media i think it was a tiktok but essentially it's it's a younger couple they're at a pool i want to say they were at um the wind gosh i can't think of the name right now the day club that they have there um but anyways they're in the pool they're having a good time they ordered shots because uh she has a little plastic shot glass she fills it with pool water and the guy next to her is not paying attention. She taps him on the shoulder and she gives it to him, like, take a shot. He sure enough takes a shot of that pool water. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't think that's something I could ever do. Yeah. Is that Encore Beach Club? That there it is. Know? Encore Beach Club. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, it's packed with people for sure. Yes. So in, uh, staying on this topic, uh, we kind of mentioned a little bit about dueling piano bars. And I know some of the people made comments also about this. And I got to say, we kind of like these. We haven't been to one in many years. Maybe that's why, because we're older. Um, but it's to me, it's kind of like a karaoke, but where everyone's involved. So I kind of like that. Um, we used to go to one here. I don't know if anybody from San Antonio knows Hell at the Moon. I don't know if they have Hell at the Moons anywhere else. But we used to go to that one all the time. And we really love that. Um so, and you, I know New York, New York and Harris both have one. So have y'all did any of those before those dueling piano bars? I've done Howl at the moon in okay. San Antonio. I, I, there's a picture of me with a Howl at the moon sticker on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I do have clothes on. So, <laughs> but yeah, me and my sister. And I think I went to go see her, my sister, cause she went to college in San Antonio. So we were there with a bunch of her friends and, I think you can like kind of go up near the pianos, yeah. like on yeah. the yeah. platform kind of. I think that's what we were on. Yeah. 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 I don't it's remember. Those are my drinking days. So, <laughs> yes, it's a lot we of fun. And topics. you're right. You have to kind of, you know, be okay with it. I mean, it gets crowded. There's a bunch of people. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. We used to enjoy that when we were a lot younger, but, um, but they're fun for sure. Um, and then other people also mentioned just kind of staying in this group, waiting in lines for things like food, coffee, clubs, et cetera. Right. I agree with this one. So, you know, just being on vacation, I prefer to make the most of my time. And, you know, they definitely cut into my gambling time. So. So the other one we mentioned on here was uh, shows and attractions uh, that we had grouped together. So Colin mentioned Cirque shows. So we think some of the Cirque shows are amazing. So definitely give it a shot, Colin. So Bonnie brought up Absinthe along with you, Danny. And we will say all of the Spiegel World shows, Atomic Saloon, Absinthe and Opium, they pack in seating. Um, in certain sections of the auditorium. 
We've seen all three of them, but I will say for Atomic Saloon specifically, they crammed us into like a church pew. Um, so we were there with a bunch of people. This was pre-COVID, of course, so hopefully that's changed by now. The show was still good, by the way. Uh, Marshall also said the high roller. Uh, for Sonia and I, we still have yet to experience the high roller. I know, but Danny made a comment that he likes the open bar pod there. So that's something we definitely need to try out. Apparently, you can drink. It's all you can drink in 30 minutes, right? So that's something we're definitely going to have to check out for sure. My record is eight drinks. Wow, in 30 minutes. I what? don't know if that's something to brag about because I definitely <laughs> felt it. And there and isn't with, a, a porta potty on the pod. So, and, yeah. and with the open bar, Danny, is it a little bit of all the different types of liquors or are you pretty limited? It's a, it's like a mid range. They have, you know, they have a vodka, they have a gin. You're not going to be able to get like your, your nicer things on there. The, the biggest thing is competing against other people in there. It was me and my ex and my sister-in-law. And um, I was like, I'm going to make sure we're taken care of. So we entered our bar cart with 11 women that were on a bachelorette party. Um, and I said, <laughs> I got this. So I walked straight up to the bartender and gave him 40 bucks. And I said, can you make sure we're taken care of? Um, you've never seen a bachelorette party so angry. Um <laughs> Because all I would have to do is wave. He would stop making their shots or whatever and get our three drinks and hand them over their heads to us. <laughs> what about serving a lady first? I'm like, I am a lady, bitch. Anyway, so <laughs> it, it, was, it was good, though. The bartenders will take care of you if you tip, tip your bartenders. But it was fun. Yeah. And I recommend it for everybody, for sure. Nice. I think it's weird. Oh, go ahead, Casey. I'm sorry. sorry. I was going to say, I think a fear people have of the uh, high roller is the 30 minutes without a restroom. Yeah. I will have uh, thoughts on that. I mean, I, I've ridden it once and I didn't have an issue, but I was curious if y'all have that same fear and does that keep you from, from going there? Yeah. No, I, I think it depends on how much you've consumed prior to getting onto the high roller, whether yeah. or not that that fear is going to enter your mind. So, yeah, yeah for sure. It's, it's definitely real, though. I mean, we've talked about it before, so. Hmm. All right, guys. And then the final one that we had uh, was different foods or restaurants. Uh, so Traeger, Traeger gave a shout out to Denny's, uh, something he wouldn't do, right? But uh, Sony and I, of course, I'm sure you guys, we've, we've been to the local ones here in town. We've never been to the one in Vegas. Uh, but I wonder if Traeger's opinion would change if he could order champagne at Denny's. Mine would. <laughs> <laughs> Casey mentioned sushi. Um, Casey, you gotta try it one day, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta try some sushi, man. It's, it's great. Um, we saw Mexican food on the list as well from Melissa, but she also says she doesn't eat Mexican food anywhere North of Austin. So I think we would probably agree with we that agree as with well. That. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Melba talking about, she's a San Antonio girl too. Sorry, Converse. Not okay. Okay. So right up the road. Okay. Because she knows where the good stuff comes from. Yes. Definitely, definitely. And then uh, the last person on here was Kevin. Shout out, Kevin, who added Pan Asian Express. I can't say I've ever had I don't, it. I don't think so either. <laughs> He's stupid. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> um, I did have a moment queued up here, and uh, I'm going to play this. Let's see if we can do this. Where it began. 
I can't begin to know. Sing it, Daddy. Come on now. But then I know that it's growing strong. He said, okay. sing it, Danny. He said, sing it, Danny, right? Danny, sing it, Danny. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, if I have like 15 levels of hell, this is a level whatever the top one is. I can't, I can't do it. And then, oh my God, I can't do dueling piano bars. <laughs> at a time I could, like the first time I went to hell at the moon, it was lots of fun. But then as you age, you realize they have like, nine songs and they're all the same and it makes me want to punch myself in the face <laughs> the, the lady in the audience right there seems to be enjoying it so i know she they can't okay he's like hey came just geez, this is a video it's like people are in an auditorium at a dueling piano show that's, another, <laughs> that's, that's the next level of like i don't want to ever do that <laughs> well not even a bar anyway hog would agree it. with you danny good yeah. Oh, by the way, Hog had a long day and a long drive back today. And so also uh Two Cent was like, it's my time to shine. So that's he's at Hell at the Moon. Hog's at Hell. He's at actually yeah, he's he's over there. Yeah. Yeah. He needed his space <laughs> for his performance. All right. Well, thanks, Dave and Sonia, for covering that. Thanks, people on our Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, it is Facebook.com slash it's Vegas, y'all. Join us. We're very close to hitting a milestone, at which point Casey does this big celebration for everyone that joins. So yeah. please come in, share your thoughts. The only rule we have is don't share YouTube links because we get enough of that in our other content creator lives. Talk about Vegas. All right, thanks, Dave and Sonia. We're definitely not going to act like I didn't just F up everything in the order of <laughs> And, yep, listener feedback is definitely coming right after that. And listener feedback this week is covered by Two Cent. Two Cent, save me. All right. So for this week, uh, our listener feedback, um, we received two questions. Uh, the first one was from Hall. Um, he asked, um, well, he said that the Santa Fe has a new refurbished high limit room, but he asks if it's worth a visit on his next trip. Um, Hog and I have been to Santa Fe uh, station and to us, it was worth it because we were on the hunt for a good blackjack game and we did find it. Um, and it was on our way to our next destination, uh, which was a steakhouse. Um, north of vegas um and then we had our own vehicle so for us it was definitely worth it um I, I we haven't been back to santa fe station in like at least two almost three years so i'm not too sure if it's worth it now uh what do you guys think how have you guys even is, been there how far is santa fe station away from downtown um i'm gonna say it's about a 15 20 minute drive Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I we've thought it never, might be closer than that. Yeah. Yeah. We've never, we've never been there. Can't, yeah. Yeah. How about you, never Danny? Been, but I will say that I do like the station's properties. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It just depends on how much of an adventurer you are. I enjoy going off strip, but this is the first trip, this last trip where I didn't. Um, and I start to feel a little bit isolated. 
and uh, <laughs> uh, maybe Santa Fe is worth checking out just for a change of scenery. I do have a question about the stations. Um, are they all similar in size or like which one is bigger? I mean, we've been to Sunset, Sunset and Station. only Sunset. Station. Yeah. And it was, we really liked it there. Yeah. Um, so is Santa Fe kind of comparable to that one? No. So Santa Fe is more, um, if I were to compare it to another station casino, I would compare it to like a lower end Red Rock kind of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's the game, the gaming floor when we went, right. Was more spread out a sunset station. You've got uh, machines that are a lot closer to each other. Um, it, they're more compact. Um, I think the floor isn't as big as sunset station. Mm -hmm. Um, but the table games were really good. Uh, they still had the black, the two to three blackjack. I mean, they still have the three to two blackjack, uh, I think $5 minimum um, nice. at certain times. Um, they have your typical bowling alley, movie theaters. Um, oh, we tried the buffet. Okay. No, it was not good. Oh, So, okay. you know, if, if um, someone wanted to go out to Santa Fe Station for, you know, to go and experience a lot of what they have to offer, um, I don't know if, I don't know if it'd be worth it if mm -hmm. you want to go to a, a a station casino i would maybe focus on one that's closer to the strip yeah in my opinion okay you're not going to be missing much is what i'm okay. trying to say okay. i'm curious about the high limit room at santa fe i i equate it to just based on what i've seen more like a boulder station more of a locals joint right yeah right yeah so we'll see i mean if you check it out hall give us a voicemail uh, I think we're going to be introducing a new voicemail line on the next episode where you can talk for more than a minute, but we'll see. Either way, leave us a voicemail. Drop us an email. Communicate through Braille. I don't care, but just tell us. <laughs> All right. Smoke signals. Okay, so our next question comes from Jenny Stryker. I think I'm saying that correct. I'm not too sure, but I do apologize if I butchered your last name, Jenny. Uh, she wants to know, do you ever find that the need to vlog gets in the way of you having a good time or takes you out of the moment? Um, in my opinion, in, in our experience, um, at first, when we first started vlogging, we were like, so about it, right? So we wanted to make sure we were vlogging every moment. And basically, it was just me and Hog doing our thing like we usually do in Vegas, just with a camera rolling mm -hmm. when it came down to editing and the further and further and further we fell behind with our videos then it kind of forces to look at how much time we're spending on vlogging and how much of it is quality um right because you, as vloggers we fear like we're not getting enough um footage or enough content to put a halfway decent video together mm -hmm. uh but then after a while, you kind of learn when to pull the camera out, when not to pull the camera out. And sometimes we miss some really good, funny stuff and we don't pull the camera out. But um, as far as it gets in the way of our, our vacation, I'm going to be completely transparent. Um, we're so backlogged that it's becoming kind of overwhelming to try to play catch up. And so when I... When I'm 
on a Vegas trip, like for example, we just came back um, from Vegas. Uh, we went uh, at the beginning of October. You know, part of me was thinking, man, we're sitting on so much Vegas footage. Like I could actually not film anything and just mm -hmm. enjoy my degeneracy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's My trip is going to carry on the same way as you see it on camera. <laughs> but because we don't, it's not like we sacrifice um, anything to do our vlogging. Um, if anything, we know that we're not vlogging um, enough as far as um, a variety of things that maybe other Vegas lovers would like uh, to see us do, like go to shows, go to buffets. And we're such big degenerates that we just spend our time vlogging. And, and like 95% of our footage is us playing a game um, of some sort. And so I think the only reason why I think it's kind of getting in the way of my trip is because I know at the moment when I'm uh, recording something, I'm adding more to the pile of footage I haven't yet to edit. So I think that that thought is what interferes. Um, but it definitely doesn't interfere with uh, my degeneracy. <laughs> so sure. how about you guys? I, I, I want to say something here because normally I wouldn't want to talk about vlogging on the podcast. When I thought about doing this idea, um, I wanted to separate that content creation just because Y'all know now podcasting is a different little monster, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it, it, part of why I wanted to try this was because vlogging was starting to get in the way of my Vegas experience. And um, those Casey's a member of my channel. Um, and I did seven days of dailies prior to my last Vegas trip. And a lot of it was me talking to the members about why I was changing when I I'm doing on my channel because it can run away from you. And you said something to Sant that I think is very insightful. And it's, you know, people wanting you to do certain things. And I never started my channel with the idea of wanting to present something people want to see. That sounds kind of weird. But what I wanted to show is I, I have a very specific way and people take it the wrong way all the time, but of doing Vegas. And a lot of that is being alone not wanting to be around people, but my, my, my job job is lots of networking, lots of setting up partnerships, lots of talking. I do lots of training. It's all talking public stuff that I'm very good at, but I'm still an introvert and I need a break. And so Vegas was that is that break for me. And so I returned to that this time. I made a commitment to myself on the last vlogs. I said, if I get five minutes of footage, I get five minutes of footage, but I'm going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can be a lot of fun. And I love when new people start vlogging and they're like, we're going to do this. And then like their third vlog, you can tell they're already like, we hate doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. You have to make a choice to find balance and what you're going to devote time to. I know Casey's really good about kind of devising segments and challenges for himself. I try, but when it starts to feel like a chore, I stop. Yeah. What about y'all? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great question. Uh, and I, you know, I'm kind of relatively new or to it, right? About two years into it. But I try to just stick true to what I enjoy about Vegas. I don't try to like up my bet or I don't try to go out to eat or go, go do things that I wouldn't normally do. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like hogging two cents. If if I had my perfect vlog, it'd be nothing but slots. And one thing you can tell about if you watch me is if I'm showing the fountains or uh, the the conservatory, that means I'm having a losing day because I'm having still time. <laughs> Good point. And I'm yeah. at three attractions in order to make a vlog. So uh, yeah, I just want to be at the at the slots mm-hmm. doing my dollar bet. Dollar fifty bet and hope I hit a uh, jackpot to show everybody. Yeah, same thing. We we're starting to um, try to find a balance between being there and enjoying our time, um, which we still do. We do Vegas. This is how we've always done Vegas, you know. Um, and so we film how we do it. And um, I just want to. I don't want to take away from why I love Vegas so much. So trying to find that, like I said, that balance. But I'm with you. We we do we would sometimes some of our friends and family I think have made comments that, that aren't Vegas fans the way we are, um, and so they're like, all it we, is is we gambling. We just own them, by the way. Yeah, so. they're like, all y'all do is gamble, and I'm like, well, there's not as much gambling in there that I would want. So I'm trying to balance the videos with other stuff because there's a lot of play that we just don't put in our videos. Um, so because we're trying to balance our videos out, but. Yeah, we'd, and I think right now, too, like when we first started doing it as well, Danny, I think you're right. It becomes a chore, right? Because I remember like on day three of our January trip, when we first started putting stuff out there, day three, I was like, I just want to play slots. I don't want to have to pull out my phone. <laughs> it's you know, And then you, you're like, all right, well, let me go in. Let me try and do it. And you try to plan for it, and you kind of write out a script, per se, of like what you're looking to vlog. Um, but now it's like, I think we're more comfortable with, okay, we're going to, we're going to record this. We're going to do this. We still plan out our day, of course, to not take away from enjoying Vegas, but I can see how it can easily become a chore and ruin the whole like vacation mode, right? While you're in Vegas. Yeah. I think the one thing that I have not given into really is, um, the popularity of the live stream to me, live streams are so draining physically um, and emotionally in a way, right? Because I, if, you know, when we live stream, I want to make sure, okay, do we, can they hear us well? Can they see us well? Um, Are we going to get shut down? Am I reading everybody's comments? Because if I'm not reading everybody's comments, I don't want people to take it personally and think that we're ignoring them or we don't like them. Um, Then even like some of the drama that bleeds into it, like this was a perfect example. We met up with Danny and it was when we met uh, Tony for the first time. Uh, It was at, what was it called? America? Yes. Yes. And uh, Ryan, we met Ryan for the first time and we were waiting for, I think it was, um, Steve and Shauna or uh, Danny was going to surprise them. They were flying, they were en route and Danny wanted to surprise them. And I almost slipped up and said that we had just finished having breakfast with Danny. And um, I caught myself and I said, Oh wait, I shouldn't say that. Um, Cause I don't want to ruin anybody's mm-hmm. surprise or something like that. Yeah. And someone who I thought was like a really great supporter of us, like, like did this 180 and called us out on it. Well, they didn't call us directly out on it, but they made a comment to someone who told us about it. And it's like, 
Well, you know, people, people surprise people on trips all the time. Like that's, it's not our place. Um, and, and I think this person came across as like, you know, oh, now they're being selective as to what they tell us. Now they're like, they're keeping secret. And it's not about that. You know, it's just like, we know we stay out of people's business. You know, people are entitled to their privacy. People are entitled to um, the freedom of surprising people if they want to. So anyway, I don't want to go open up a can of worms. But <laughs> my point is, is that I like Hog, he can do a live stream every night. Uh, for me, it's just too draining. <laughs> and so those are like things that I I don't, I will not give in because it does. Those types of things do affect right. um, my trip, my time in Vegas. I don't want to, I don't have any added stress. We do do the live streams, but we do, okay, I'll do one tonight and then maybe two nights later, two, day, uh, two days later, we'll do another one. That's fine. Like space them out. But I'm not one of these channels that's got to do a live stream every day. I can't yeah. do it. Because I see some, those last for hours for some people. And I'm like, they wow. They do. And they do. And unfortunately, I get it. Those people are business oriented. Their goal is to reach next level of people, YouTube yeah. stardom. And I get yeah. it. That's what it takes. Okay. Right? So yeah. well, I get it. Really, it doesn't hit the thing that I'm doing this for, which is, I, I say this all the time, and the people that are, I guess closest to my ideology and understand why I do this. I do it for me. I, I know that sounds very selfish, but I do this to express myself creative creatively yeah. mm -hmm. and to show my way of Vegas. And the fact that other people love it as a bonus, I don't yeah. do this for other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's always funny where I, I used to get comments about like, why don't you show us what you're eating? I'm like, because I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy eating. You'll get to see what you get to see. But anyway, it can become a, a bit disruptive, but in the end, I think we all agree it's still enjoyable to some extent. The the biggest challenge, Jenny, I will say is letting it go that you're gonna please everybody or anybody and just enjoying Vegas for Vegas and what you capture is what people get to see. Mm -hmm. And it's a privilege, not a right. Bam bam. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mic drop. I think it's, uh, I, I agree. I will not do anything for a video or anything in Vegas. I wouldn't have done if I wasn't vlogging. Yeah. Cause that's absolutely. just, that's, I'm, I don't want to be fake. Right. Um, but yeah, I do want our, I do want our viewers to be happy with what they see. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, um, yeah, but I'm not going to give up my happiness on a trip. Right. <laughs> In a yep. place I love so much. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, we're going to have to call PETA soon because we're beating that dead horse. <laughs> I think we all agree <laughs> that we do it for the love of Vegas. And so with that, thank you for your questions, Paul and Jenny. I want more questions. We love talking about them. Clearly drop them in the Facebook group or you can find us on Twix. I'm not going to call it X because that's stupid, Elon. All right. <laughs> With that, let's go on to Big Bets. Big Bets is our segment where we talk about news stories that may impact your Vegas experience. And this week, again, a union update. I suggested it earlier, but we've already had updates on the updates. 
the unions have set a strike deadline of November 10th, meaning if they don't reach an agreement with Caesars, MGM Resorts, and when they will go on strike. However, as of yesterday, uh, Caesars, Caesars Entertainment, shocking to me, I thought it would be win first, mm-hmm. uh, set up an acceptable agreement with the unions. And so they're off the table. Caesars will have workers and not have strikes occurring. That said, we're still looking at uh, two days, two days, right? When you hear this, yeah. it'll be Friday's the deadline. Yeah. Um, and will MGM and when show up? All right. So what do y'all think about Caesars coming to the table first and actually cutting off negotiations with a successful agreement? Well, I hope that that's the first domino of three to fall, right? Yeah. Uh, we're waiting on three. And uh, I think in these situations, if uh, the first one comes to some kind of agreement, now they got a, an outline per se that the others can follow. And I guess we're waiting on Win and MGM to follow suit. So I hope that that's a, uh, a good sign that they have a model that got passed through and that hopefully in the short term we'll We'll hear some uh, positive news out of the other two companies. So should we uh, rethink like casinos we go to now? Because we're primarily MGM players. But when the cyber attack happened, who was first to act? Caesars, right? Now with the culinary union, who's the first to act? Caesars, right? So they're kind of like the model for everyone else to flow with. So does that mean the experience and everything that you would get from those casinos Obviously, it's probably going to be seamless, right? You won't see any disruption whatsoever. But should we engage more with Caesars properties because they're the leaders per se through these events? That's a that's a good point. In the short term, I would say I definitely would patronize Caesars now having the groundwork for a new contract in place just because I support the workers. Mm-hmm. But I also think they were the probably lowest bar in terms of wages and expectations, uh-huh. right? Um, the indicators were that when was coming to the table more aggressively and trying to find uh, a happy ground for everyone. And so that's why I was shocked that they weren't first. But I also think they probably have the highest bar in terms of what the expectations are for the workers that are there. But they also have the smallest group to negotiate with. So. I don't know. It's not going to really change me. I don't really go to Caesars properties, even though I'm going to one next week. Um, <laughs> I'm not an MGM fanboy like other people are. I'm curious to see from self selfish self self. Hi, I'm Shonen. <laughs> I'm curious to see for selfish interest what Win does and how fast mm-hmm. that happens. I bet both of them get done within the by the limit too. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. I'm thinking that too. Did yeah, Caesar- nobody wants to strike, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not right now. Did Caesars release any of the information from what they came to an agreement with? Or No, I'm guessing it's not public for a reason. It, it wouldn't help either party, right? So if there sure. are, if I work at one company and you work at another one that doesn't have the contract yet and I get to see what your contract is and it's yeah. not anywhere near what I want, yeah, that could work in positive and negative ways for either party. So I think they're all keeping it under wraps, at least for now. Um, I will say, 
this is something I was going to mention in my trip report. I feel like service levels have declined in as much as I support the industry and the people fighting for fair wages and benefits and representation. Things better get fucking better. Excuse my language. <laughs> Things better fucking get better. Um, if they get more wages and better benefits, the yeah. drink service was deplorable. Yeah. This trip, the housekeeping was a joke. The housekeeping in Tahoe was a joke, but we're not going to go into that. And it's like, all right, y'all. Now I, I was on your side, and I tip, and I, you got more money and a better experience, so it better translate to the customer experience. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Casey probably disagrees because he likes to fight with me. Well, I agree. The yeah, the the service is I don't know, it's not exceedingly good service, let's put it that way. Yeah, you receive out there. So it's because y'all didn't hang out at Resorts World in the wind and the Venetian oh, like we go. did. Okay. Oh yeah, y'all fancy now. I see how it is. <laughs> That's funny. I will say one more thing I did share with this group in our private chat. Uh some dumb journalists air quotes mm -hmm. from the Las Vegas Sun wrote an article titled something like how irresponsible it was for the November 10th deadline to be set by the union. I'm sorry. They've been without a contract for months. You know what they're doing? Using the only leverage they have the stupid yeah. F one coming up and saying, all right, you want to have no employees before this? Here's the new deadline. You mm -hmm. had a chance yeah. to say that it's irresponsible is really showing your card as a corporate shell, stupid author. Wow, I'm lit up. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else disagree with that? I mean, or, or am I on point? No, no. you're on no, point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since they've been out of contract for that long already. Yeah. Yep. That's irresponsible journalism. Hmm. Ta-da. All right. I, I have to stop because I'll keep going. Casey, what's our next big bet? <laughs> Yeah, so the next big bet is uh, an article about the F1 prices uh, have gone down. And this comes from Alex Gassman of the website Oversteer48, which is an F1 travel resource website. And according to his research, uh, which he publishes for the you know, F1 fans around the world, the rates are down 83% from the initial prices a year ago when F1 was first announced. So a lot of customers are canceling those reservations and rebooking at these lower prices. So just to give an example of these prices, he has a good uh, data sheet that he gave. Uh, on average, they have the prices for those three nights, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the race, have decreased 56% of, you know, on average and up to 83%. 83% is actually at Circus Circus. Uh, they're average rate for that weekend upon announcing the race was $650 to stay at Circus Circus. And it's now down to $111. Uh, other noticeable decreases are Paris was right at $1,000 and then they're down to $279 a night. And then uh, Caesars Palace, which we've done a little bit further analysis on, uh, according to his research, it started out $1,549 and they're down to $681 uh, per, you know, per night there for those three nights, which is a 56% drop. But he is a, an F1 resource, so he's not looking at more than likely, it doesn't state in the article, but more than likely he's not looking at what like players might get that you get comps. 
And so each of us looked at our uh, Caesars offers on our uh, apps today, right before the show. And we're seeing you can get rooms for that weekend for around $240 a night average. So rates have come down drastically ahead of F4, of F1, I'm sorry. And yeah, it just shows there's the uh, the demand's not there. So they're having to drop their prices to get people in the door. So not surprising to me. What about you, uh, Two Cent? Is that surprising you at all? No, not at all. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, at, that's what Vegas is about is, well, for me, I go to Vegas because most of the time I can find a room for comped for free or for a, a far lesser deal than what you would normally book your trip. I, I mean, I don't know how many F1 fans are out there and how many of them have the money to dish out, you know, for these prices. But I just, you know, doing the math in my head, that doesn't mean anything because we all know I can't math. Yeah. Um, it just, it didn't make sense to me that they would be able to, they would be able to book so many rooms at that price. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that these prices were going down. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Dave and Sonia and I all looked at our MGM rewards and Caesars rewards apps. And I know I had on both of those for uh, the dates around and in the F1 period comps showing up, not for all the nights, but at least one night. Right, Dave, Sonia? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Comps and just, I mean, all, I mean, kind of similar to what we would normally get on those, um, on those properties. So it wasn't showing as high as it had been at one point. Mm -hmm. hmm. Hmm. Well, in the words of two cent in our private chat, when I shared this news story, she said, do you remember two cent? Andale, pendejos. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want to translate for those of us that aren't as uh, adept at Spanish? I actually know what this means. Thank you. There you go, dumbasses. <laughs> that's <right>. Basically, <laughs> that's yeah. a nice, clean translation. There you go. When I read that, I was on a work call and I just started cracking up, and my boss is super cool. Um, she is Dominican, I believe. And she's like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just like one of my co-hosts for our podcast just said this. And I showed her. And she's like, oh, what is that about? So I had to explain everything. And she's like, oh, they deserve it. Then. And I was like, all right, there you go. I love it. Well, you know, I don't ever want Vegas to fail. But I feel like with the unions and F1, this all reflects that corporate greed we talked about, I think, on episode Five or something, I don't know, the titles there, Corporate Karma, um, where there's one small group of people benefiting from all of this success. Share the damn wealth. That's all I'm saying. You know, let us all enjoy a better Vegas. And so hopefully that'll temper itself. We'll see what happens. All right, so to finish off the show, Casey and I are going to talk about our trip that we had bridging over the end of October into November Four nights, we both stayed two nights at Cosmo and two nights at Excalibur. Two plus two style. I want us to talk about two good things, two bad things, and then some general commentary about our trip. 
which was uh what two and a half weeks before the f1 race and uh definitely showed on my end so i will start and say that the two good things that came from the trip well, are my two hand pays within the last 12 hours of being there that was nice uh but both were at excalibur now i am two for two three for two actually on Hand pays versus Excalibur stays. Every time I say Excalibur, I get a hand pay, at least one now. Nice. Nice. Um, so Excalibur for the win. Love it. It's the new win, Las Vegas, y'all. Oh, my God. Uh, that's where I'm going to be. Mm. That's See, a big statement there. My no, you didn't. Nice Danny. and comfy. It was quiet. It was clean. The bed was better than Cosmo. I slept better at Excalibur, um, and I enjoyed winning. On the bad side of things, uh, drink service everywhere was pretty deplorable for me especially cosmo uh casey and i i talked about it on my vlog but uh, a couple of times where we ordered drinks and like they just kind of never came back one girl accused us of moving we never oh, left God. the damn seats and she's like oh i threw your drink out because y'all left i'm like uh-uh sit down yeah. hooker let me talk to you for a bit <laughs> i was like don't don't lie to me um and then also the f1 has made the actual landscape disgusting it's a metal nightmare. It looks like a salvage yard. There's nothing pretty about it. If you like F1, good for you. Come to Austin, Circuit of the Americas. They know how to run it. Vegas, hot mess. Casey, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on yours, are, yeah, I agree with the F1 comment. Essentially, I believe right now, if you're going to Vegas, you need to stay at the hotel or properties that are outside of the track you know, the south end of the strip or the north end of the strip, but anywhere in between or on either side of the, the track itself, it's just a cluster right now. So, yeah, I mean, this I, I had a, uh, the two positives for the trip for me where it was a mobile check-in experience at Excalibur. I've always been cautious on that. I've always been a fan of, of standing in the line at 3 o'clock and getting my room and talking to people to get an upgrade. So I had never done the mobile check-in. Uh, Danny, I woke up one morning and he's like, Hey, I already got my room. And I'm like, what? I haven't even woke up. And, uh, so he, you know, we checked in online and bam, like five minutes later, I had my room. So we, we got our rooms easy at, uh, Excalibur. Thanks. Thanks to the mobile check-in. So I will more than likely do that more in the future. And then, um, I'm pretty simple to please on food. So, I always go to Hattie B's Chicken. Anytime I've been at Cosmo, that's where I've ate. Either lunch or dinner is there. Well, uh, this time there was too long of a line. Going, going back to earlier, Hattie B's had too long of a line, so I settled for Lardo's Hot Sandwiches. And that place was delicious. I don't know if y'all have had anything from Lardo before, but that was the best sandwich. And I remember sitting there while I was eating it. I would have gotten in line for another one. It was that good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that, that was my two positives outside of the meeting people. I mean, that just goes to grant, you know, we met some great people. Uh, I, I love meeting uh, Kevin and Ryan Sunday service host and Rachel Hunt. I don't know if y'all know her or not, but she was my good luck charm. She gave us these little koalas nice. and uh, three separate sessions with her in the group. I won like $300. So nice. I, this was my good luck charm. So I want to give her a shout out. And then the negatives on the trip uh, were definitely, I'm not a fan of the multi-serve toiletries. Uh, it just seems like all properties are going that way, but they don't give you a little sample of something. Uh, and, and Cosmo this time had the single serve ones, right? And, they, and that worked good. But then when we get to Excalibur, 
they had the multi-serve ones and, and all of them were empty in the shower. So I had no soap or conditioner or anything. Uh, and then they were missing from the bathroom top. Uh, so I had to go downstairs to get more. Right. And I'm just not a fan of that. I'd rather have a single serve. What yeah. do y'all think? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, when we, mine... when we stayed at, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. You go. Oh, I was just going to say when me and Danny stayed at a uh, Flamingo, I mean, when me and Michael when? stayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> No, when me, I'm telling you. <laughs> when me and Michael stayed at Flamingo, they didn't have we didn't have hand soap. Like right. nowhere. It was nowhere to be found. Um, but I wanted to go back to your experience at Lardo. Mm -hmm. Um, the first time we ate at Lardo, we um had oh, man, and I can't think of the name of what they called it. I think it was the um, mac and cheese, um, burnt Brisket. end, or it was like a burnt end, a yeah. sandwich. But when we first had it, it was March, 2020. And, um, it was the week of the shutdown and they served it to us stacked. So it was like, like three sandwiches high, something like that with like a jalapeno, like on top or something mm -hmm. like that. It was absolutely out of this world. So when we went back um, sometime last year, I think, we ordered it again. But this time, instead of it being like burnt ends like it's supposed to be, it was like flat pieces of flat steak. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't piled on top of each other. And, I, you know, when I would go to like bite into it, I was pulling out this big old long piece of like flat steak. And so it just they didn't change the name. They just changed like yeah. the makeup of it. And it and I was very disappointed. It would have been still delicious. The taste was still there. But yeah, I don't I don't think flat steak goes well with like a sandwich type of you know, sandwich type deal thing because no. you can't it's, it's not it's not tender, it's tough to chew. You pull yeah. the whole thing out. It was really I'm guessing, messy. I'm guessing too that was a cost cutting measure. Probably. Um, yeah. And one thing I've been seeing on some of the other groups, podcast groups on uh, different social media is that MGM has introduced their no bartenders on the casino floor, not casino bars. I'm talking about the service wells. And so they've taken out the bartenders that are serving your cocktail servers, the drinks to deliver to you as you play slots and tables. And now they're all mechanized. It's robots and it's for simple drinks like a coffee and Bailey's people are saying, the server brings them a cup of coffee and a little bottle of Bailey's and it's a make your own. Wow. Wow. Okay. Multiple reports on that. And so MGM's penny pension. Yeah. You know, a, a little bit wants me, the workers, wants the workers to strike. I, I need MGM to get bitch slapped some more because clearly they're not learning their lesson. <laughs> Cyber attack? No. Can't even issue an apology. Anything useful to me, right? Extend my gold status. Do something. And so, and now you're like making the cocktail servers bring us these half-assed drinks. Like, you know what? If I want that experience, I'll go to Flamingo with two cents. <laughs> Again. Again. That's right. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Casey, you hadn't finished telling us about the bad things. Oh, I was going to say, those multi-serve toiletries, that is one negative for Excalibur. I had to, like, slam down the nozzle for my 
body wash and it just got vulgar at some points. Like it's, <laughs> it's splooging out on me. I was like, this feels wrong. So I hated that. Go ahead, Casey. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. So the, uh, the final kind of negative thing was by uh, checking in with the mobile check-in, which was a positive experience. It comes along with a digital key. And yes. the di- I, I was that guy in the uh, elevator. Cause even at Excalibur, they make you check in with your key on the elevator to go up to your room. Well, I was that guy who was stuck in the elevator, couldn't get to my to my proper room, right? So then uh, finally someone else hit eight. I was on floor eight. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll mess with it at my room. Well, my room was at the far end of the hall. And Danny saw what I was carrying. I actually had an ice chest, a, a you know, rolled in luggage, and then my hat box. So I had three things I'm carrying. And I go all the way to the end of the, uh, end of the corridor. And I mess with that door, can't get it to work, right? So then I got to get all that luggage back downstairs to get a regular room key. So, yeah, I didn't like that the digital key didn't work. Maybe it's just I didn't know how to use it. But either way, get a regular room key <laughs> whenever you're at these hotels. You don't have to deal with that at the elevator. Yeah, we Casey really struggle. Like, get off my lawn, kids. Um, <laughs> I Mine worked fine, but I have an Android all y'all right. iPhone people love them so much. They never work. Ouch. You like iPhones? Everybody loves iPhones? Yeah. iPhone. Two cents. Are you an Android person? I'm an Android person. And our last trip, we stayed at Mandalay Bay for one night on the way back. And it was di- uh, a digital key. And we were just like so busy. We didn't. And, oh, well, we were going to make time to go get an actual key. But the line was so long. We're like, we're not, we're not gonna do that. And we couldn't find like a, like a kiosk like you would find at Mirage where you could just print mm-hmm. your key. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't for the life of me. We 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 were stuck in the elevators. We would walk down the hall to the room. We couldn't get in. And my Mike was like, well, maybe it's the phone case, you know. And I tried it every which way, and I, I just struggled with it. I didn't struggle oh. with my digital key over at Resorts World. So I'm not sure. Interesting. Resorts World. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Kevin said he will stay at Resorts World again. He matched Yay. his offer too, and he actually enjoyed it. I won a fake can pay there. I won a $650 and then like $580 back to back on bonuses. Nice. Back to back bonuses. That's good. So totaled up to a non taxable hand pay right before. Yeah. So Resorts World, call me. <laughs> All right. Well, overall, the trip was a lot of fun. Um, I was sick the first day. Those of y'all that watch my vlogs noticed that I did not have a day one vlog. It's when I was going to do all my challenges and other things. And I literally, I felt bad for Casey because Casey kept checking on me and I was like dying. I was able to order room service once, $48 for quesadillas. Never again. (laughs) Um, Just so I could eat something. And I, I think I finally texted you at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, Casey, that I was somewhat alive. Yeah. Yeah. We finally met up that first night. Very, very in the night. I was, I was already out of my budget dang near. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I felt bad about that, but the, the rest of the trip was great. And uh, especially the last 12 hours. So um, yeah, I look forward to it. I don't know when my next trip is other than I'm going local. Anyone wants to go to Lake Charles, join me next Friday and Saturday. <laughs> All right.
with that, we're going to close the show. Y'all, one of the things we're aiming to do is to do shorter shows. The last two, we actually had to split into two shows because it had so much content. And in the end, we want you to be listening from beginning to end with the same vigor you have when you start and finish. And so we're aiming to do shorter shows with shorter segments. Look at that. I said it successfully. Um, we also progressively see Sonia get angrier through the recording and we don't want her to be mad at us. So with that, we're going to close out and I'm passing to Sonia. Thanks to all the new followers, subscribers, and listeners. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to join us on our Facebook group. It's Vegas, y'all, because we will be posting questions for the audience and have fun Vegas discussions. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can send PayPal donations to It's Vegas, y'all. We will use any donations to bring future content your way. We're just a bunch of Texans who love Vegas and enjoy doing this show for y'all. Back to you, Danny. Yeah, I have in the notes to ask about next trips. I Like I said, I don't know when mine is. I have something I'm going to try to do, but I'm not announcing it um, that will involve Vegas. And then I also have something I will definitely tell you about. I get kind of jealous. Not jealous. It's not jealousy. It's just like, why can't we do better, Americans? The Brits are always meeting up. Let's go to Birmingham. Let's go to Nottingham on the sea. Let's go to <laughs> Tuesday. I don't know. Um, but they get together and we live in the same dang state. So I want to try to get together more with y'all, but also get together more with our listeners. So I'm planning sometime in December, God help me, to go somewhere in the Midwest. Oh, okay. I haven't decided where, but you know, we have lots of listeners that are in Ohio and Wisconsin and uh, Illinois. And um, yeah, let's go gamble in the Midwest. So if you're interested, drop a note on the Facebook group. Casey, when's your next trip? I don't have one booked right now. Um, it'll probably be a while. Uh, my son's a senior and he's got a lot of activities leading up, you know, starting February, March, April, May. I'll be doing all that stuff. So it's probably going to be after May of next year. Oof. I'm going to go ahead and place a bet against that. Yeah, that <laughs> we will manage to get Casey into casino before then. Dave and Tony, what about y'all? We we're prep. Well, we're booked already for January. Um, still not sure where. We've got a couple places. We're thinking about trying out the Delano for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what we have booked. Is you it know, is it Delano or Delano? I say Delano. Okay. I say Delano. So is it, is it Delano when you haven't stayed there, but when it, you stay there, it's, it's Delano? That's what gotcha. I think happens. That's so what we'll, it is. Or if yeah. you're from San Antonio. <laughs> that's what it is. We'll, we'll say it right after we stay there. So, yeah, that's our plan. January, hopefully. See what happens. Nice. Two cent. I, I almost don't want to ask her because she's like, I want to go tomorrow. <laughs> I do. But Hog would tell you I'm broke and he's right. So, um. Actually, we probably would have already started planning our next trip immediately after returning from our last trip in October. But the state that Bruno was in, um, I just couldn't. Um, yeah, it was going to be like, we're staying home um, until, you know, his day comes. It came a lot sooner than I had hoped for. Um, so in part of my 
grieving, you know, I started, you know, pitching ideas to hog and, um, you know, the issue of <laughs> finance for me is still there that hasn't gone away. So I think I just need time to build up my bankroll. Um, yeah. so nothing is set in stone, but you know, I probably would have snuck one in November, like Thanksgiving break, but mm. yeah, we've got like, we've got some other adulting stuff we need to do, like things that we, we need to do at the house. And, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if December slash January might be a possibility. We'll see what, what this next month brings. So. Does Hog yes. have anything you can sell off? We have plenty of stuff. You know, we're trying. <laughs> oh, no, no, not we, Hog. Oh, Hog. Take a motorcycle? I think, well, I think he does, but he won't. Okay, there you go. The one motorcycle he was not supposed to sell because it was going to be mine and I was going to go do the whole motorcycle license was a Triumph. And... He sold it. Oh, so he owes you. Yeah, I think well, you know, he'll probably right. say we're even now, but no, nah, we're not. No, if we'll I do work math, on that angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we had such a good trip last December slash January, like an unbelievable trip. So that yeah. now I'm convinced that all slot machines have to pay off. <laughs> it's, the best time. it's the best time it's the best time yeah. to go to vegas i think so yeah. you were gonna say something i'm sorry i was gonna say that we should all plan to go in january that's when everyone's next trip should be i am that's I'm when i'm liking that idea i know potential vegas trip next vegas trip will be uh yeah because i also realized that the week i'm looking at is also i don't know some federal holiday that i don't acknowledge but i get the day off that's that's what I'm going because it's my birthday. I know which one you're talking about. There you go. So, okay. all right, three three out of five of us are in. So I'll all make right. sure Casey goes, and we just need all in two cent. That's my arm, why don't you? <laughs> well, our January trip has to be completed before we have to return to work, which is usually like the second week of January. So. Uh, well, January. but you're off on that holiday too. We are, so we could do a quick getaway. A quick yeah. Yeah. You're a quickie. Quickie, little quickie. It'd be fun. <laughs> All right, y'all. If we do, y'all may or may not know about it beforehand, but you'll definitely hear about it on the podcast. The new way of ending the show is a la Jerry Springer, who had wise thoughts. One of us every week will have a way to end it with our final thoughts. And this week, it's Sonia. All right. So a few final thoughts from the show. First, stay away from Vegas during F1. It's going to be a freaking mess. But if you did already book a room during F1, check with the hotel. You might be able to get some of your money back. Next, stay at Excalibur. You might win a hand pay. <laughs> or you and will. finally... Oh. Yeah. And finally, go see Rod Stewart at Caesars Palace yeah. before his residency residency ends. That's it, y'all. Or piano bar. Or All piano right. bar. <laughs> oh, Dave, why? <laughs> That's the poop on the end of the show. Sweet <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> da, da, da. Thank you. Ed. Someone had to do it. All right. With that, y'all, thanks for joining us. This is our ninth show on the 10th show. We're going to be yeah. dropping bombs left and right. New things for y'all to expect, a way to order merch. Hog's going to be back with a ukulele. I don't know. We can make promises <laughs> on his behalf. Uh, but as always, we enjoy it. We're a bunch of Texans that love doing this for you and love Vegas. 
with that, have a great day or evening. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Balls out, people.